Welcome to the Real Estate Reserve Podcast with your hosts, Jason Balin and Ian Horowitz. What's up? What's up? What's up? Hope everybody is well. Ian, you are back in uh, what is that? The, the maintenance back. closet in, <laughs> of your of your multifamily property? Yeah, back in the storage closet. Um, it's not because I was working; it's because we were out running around. We were just finishing up looking at a property, and this was the closest place <laughs> I could bail to to get in front of the computer to make it on time. So I'm on the laptop. Um, Jason, you're gonna have to share to all the different pages because uh, I'm having some difficulty over here. But uh, yeah, I'm back. Fair, in the fair, room, fair enough. Fair enough. As long as you guys got good, uh, good you know, good Wi-Fi down in that in that uh, basement, uh, that works for us. So, uh, welcome to the Real Estate Reserve uh, podcast. Uh, welcome if this is the first time uh, here. We look forward to chatting with you. We're gonna have a really good show ahead. If you have uh, tuned in with us in the past, any of our shows, uh, welcome, welcome back. Uh, Ian and I like to have a lot of fun on this show. Um, we timestamp all these episodes. Today is Tuesday, June 2nd. I can't believe we're already in the month of June. We're almost halfway through 2020. Some crazy stuff has already happened and we're only halfway through through this. Uh, obviously, the reason we timestamp this is things that have happened uh, you know, days ago or weeks ago or months ago inside the real estate community might have changed since then and they may change in the future. So information that we talk about related to uh, evictions or capital or, or anything we talk about related to real estate. Uh, you got to, good news is you got to keep tuning in regularly so you hear what's going on up to date in, in all of our businesses. So today's going to be a very exciting show and it's it's a topic that I actually really enjoy because I've been involved in it for a long period of time as well. Uh, we're going to talk with uh, Dan Schwartz from Investor Fuse on tips to automating uh, your investment business and why right now is probably one of the most important times to automate your business. And the funny thing about systems and automations and strategies is there's so many companies out there that so many people believe are a lot bigger than they actually are. And the reason is, is, you know, how can a company like this have, you know, a million or two million or $5 million worth of revenue, but only have maybe an employee or two? Um, because back in the day, think about it. Most larger companies had tons of staff, dozens and dozens of employees that were doing so many things. But this day and age, especially in real estate investing, you could be a one-off real estate investor or have a partner or have a few uh, part-time or full-time or virtual employees and still have a very giant company. Real estate gives us all the freedom to do that. So I love the automating, the automation topic. I love the systems and the strategies and looking forward to diving, diving in with that. Yeah, it's funny that you bring that tip up uh, with uh, you know, making your company look bigger than it is. We just finished doing our Ring Central and onboarding all that and getting our company squared away for our phone system. And it's like, oh, let me direct them to here and then to here and to here. But really, that calls either end up on mine or Dan's desk. Um, so you can get that presence. So um, we're lucky enough to have the pleasure to bring in Dan Schwartz, who I know um, we have a lot of mutual friends and real estate investors here in the Baltimore market. And we're going to bring him on. He just finished up at 80-20 Fire Yourself Challenge. I love that uh, title. And, you know, it, it's a great um, – It's I just really want to hear about it. So, Jason, if you could bring uh, Dan in, let's hear about the 80-20 and Fire Yourself Challenge. I mean, uh, let's let's hear it. Dan, what's up, man? What's up, fellas? It's what's good up, to, Dan? How are you? It's good to chat with some fellow Baltimore natives. <laughs> you know, where are you at right now? So I live in Austin, Texas now. 
and our whole team is all over the, the country, but I'm the only one in Austin. Just a good nice. entrepreneurial tech town. So I decided to move here. Absolutely. Definitely. A, definitely a fun spot. Um, oh, definitely yeah. a fun spot. Um, Dan, why don't you just give everybody a real quick background about yourself, maybe how you got started, uh, a little bit mm -hmm. about real estate, maybe, uh, you know, things you're focused on right now, and then we'll go from there. For sure. So I started wholesaling properties in Baltimore with my former business partner, Mike Casey, who both of you know, and that was back in 2011. We got big into the REOs, then those dried up. So we got good at direct to seller marketing. And with the advents of direct-to-seller marketing, we realized that this is more than just flipping houses. That you need to have an organized operation if you want to do this consistently. We were the, the kings of like making a bunch of money quick and then having everything dry up, just lack of consistency, which I know is a big problem that investors have is they just don't have any consistency or efficiency in their business. It's just a... <laughs> It's a hustle that gets you some cash and then it just dies. And that is not what a real business is like. And I kind of learned the hard way operating that way. And then starting to network with people, starting to build out my own systems and processes using tools like Podio and all the other fancy tools that have emerged over the last 10 years. <clears throat> and I remember just starting to share some of the things that I was doing to save a crap load of time. You know, simple things like generating. PDF contracts and sending them out to the sellers with a couple of clicks. And everybody's, you know, it was like huge revelations in automation technology that's existed for a long time, right? But when, it, when it's applied to the real estate investing process, I got a lot of attention. So decided to help investors systemize their business and create automations and tech, mainly tech on the tech side of things. And that eventually led to the creation of Investor Fuse, which started on Podio, kind of a monthly subscription service for Podio. And then we realized that Podio has a lot of limitations. We literally couldn't do things on Podio that people wanted, stuff like routing leads and controlling notifications and having a system that doesn't crap out on you and totally block all leads from coming in. So in 2017, we took it upon us to start building our own. And awesome. two, two iterations of that software later, we are on the verge of launching IF3, which is kind of a blend of our 2.0 and Podio in that it's more flexible, but it's a really simple way to capture all your incoming leads, track them, follow up with them automatically, get them under contract and have your whole team kind of working under one roof. And that's just the tech piece. I think where my passion is, is all the other things that have to be in place in order for the tech to even be relevant. So in helping our, our clients, which we, you know, we serve several hundred real estate investors, there's only so much we can do on the tech side to have them be successful. There's also simple things like, how is their mindset around business? Are they tracking or do they, are they setting goals? You know, like, do they have any sort of KPI tracking? How are they managing their team? Do they have a team? How are they hiring their team? Do they have the right IT and communication pieces in place? Do they have the right dashboard systems in place? Like there's all these other elements that we've gotten really good at internally as a company that we started to share with people um, outside of the realm of InvestorFuse. And we, we realized that there's so much more to tech 
to be successful. And there's really so much more than just automating your business to automate your business. If that makes sense. Go ahead, Ian. Yeah. You're, Ian, you're a little blurry, but we can still somewhat see you and hear you. So you're I'm good. <laughs> I haven't fully automated my business yet, but you know this is a great point. <laughs> we just onboarded a new um, property manager. Like, okay, well, I got that in place. But you know, your software is only as good as much data that you put into it. Um, and it's funny that you bring up those points of like, you know, your technology and automating. Um, what would you say? Yes, the technology is your support piece, but what's something somebody could do today, whether it's wholesaling, flipping, um, renting houses, doing hard money loans, what's something somebody could do today to help automate the business or utilize their software and a better uh, functionality for their business? Well, the first thing you should figure out is how to create consistent marketing. This is the first thing that, so when we did this challenge called the fire yourself challenge, the biggest problem that people had was the ability to generate leads consistently. And I believe the reason for that is because there's so many shiny objects, tools and lists and tips and tricks that people just never stick to one thing because then they learn about the next thing and then they stop doing this and they start doing this. And then the next thing comes out and they stop doing that and they start doing this other thing. And this creates this vicious cycle of inconsistency. And it's the number one reason why people aren't consistent with marketing because they're not sticking with one thing and going all in on it. They're splitting their focus in 10 different directions. They can go an inch in 10 different directions instead of a mile in one direction. So I believe just focusing on one channel, cold calling, direct mail, text messaging, or driving for dollars. Typically that's how you're gonna get deals right now. Like pick one of them based on your budget or PPC if you have more money to spend. And you just go all in on that and just focus on that. Ideally have someone in place that's just like accountable to it because sometimes the best way to automate something is just to put someone responsible for that one thing and only that thing. And that's what they get paid for full time. So whether it's a VA or a full-time in-house lead generation demand generator person, whatever you want to call it, get it off your plate so that you can actually have leads coming in consistently. Um, but it, until you can afford that person, it just takes discipline, it takes focus, and it takes using, like actually using the technology. So for cold calling, for SMS, for driving for dollars, all of that stuff obviously requires like hustle and work. So you need to just create like benchmarks for performance each week, and then just hit those goals each week. Um, and if you're not doing that, then you're never really gonna have a predictable and repeating business. Yeah, all, all good points. And we got a little advanced very, very quickly in this conversation, which is fine because I'm all about, uh, you know, chatting with real estate investors that want to be advanced that are serious about their businesses and not just kind of trying to, you know, whatever, skate by. And the interesting part about real estate investing in general, and I've heard this a lot that, you know, from a lot of people over the last few years talking about, and I, I really agree with this, is that the barrier to entry to be a real estate investor is so low in general, that anyone can be a real estate investor. But really, in general, you know, the top few percent of real estate investors really control everything because, you know, they're doing it the right ways. I mean, how many how many people do you know when you ask them how they find deals, they just say they go on MLS, right? Well, that's one source of, of, of real estate deals. And if they go on MLS, they're typically like, oh, hey, real estate agent, can you go find me a deal? You know, they're, they're not even scouting or scraping MLS themselves. They're doing it kind of the path of least resistance. They're not treating it like a business. And in general, 
I, you know, I look at automation and I look at automation like this, like think about if you're an old school, uh, doesn't matter, but real estate investor, business person, normally back in the day, you would go hire someone to do a certain job. Well, new school is let's figure out a way to automate that. So you don't need to hire a person, a person to obviously do that. And what you said earlier related to kind of related to this, that the software is in place, right? There's there, you can run a gigantic real estate company with by yourself because there's plenty of tools and softwares and automation and VAs to handle all that. But I think the bigger issue with a lot of people, and I think that's kind of where you're getting at with this, this new group that, you, that you're creating that we'll talk about in a second is people just don't know where to start or don't know how to, you know, I'm an early user with Infusionsoft and a bunch of other software that I've, I've had for like 13 years. Well, guess what? Infusionsoft is the hardest software to use if you don't know what the hell you're doing. So, so many people quit, but on the other side, it's one of the best softwares out there and it's completely customizable to do anything that you, that you want. And we've incorporated and run our entire business on that. And if I had, I probably have, would it probably take me three employees, um, <laughs> three employees to, to hire of what Infusionsoft can do for me for 400 bucks a month. And that's just, you know, one example. But in general, I think the bigger issues is people don't know the concepts of getting out a whiteboard or getting out a piece of paper and kind of mind mapping and planning out what they're trying to do and then potentially doing and then potentially moving that over to a software piece that automates it that and and I and I know not and, and I, I can't claim that I'm an investor an investor investor fuse user because I don't typically buy properties I lend on them but at the same time uh, you know, I've been inside Podio. I've seen demos of your software. I've seen demos of, of similar types of softwares, and it's a no-brainer. Like it's it's needed. You can't run your business without something like that. Yep. So to to your point of automating stuff before you hire someone to do it, so there's always going to be human touch that's needed. Sure. Right. There's always going to be. You can't. You can only automate so much up until the point that a seller has to engage with a human. Sure. So. Uh, the most common form of automation that you can use right off the bat if you're a beginner is just sequences, like oh. autoresponders. That's that's automation. But when the seller replies, you got to step in. You need to have a. You can't just like let that sit in your inbox. That's when you have to step back in. So in investor views, we have what's called follow-up sequences. You can set and forget automatic touch points to go out until they eventually respond to you. So those are great. Right. But you need to have a human to not only trigger that and do the initial qualification before you trigger it, but you need to have someone to actually reply to that seller. So automation is merely just to enhance the human component of this business. You can never truly automate everything. You're always going to have that people in there. Automation just exists to make your your team or your sales process better. So you don't have to Absolutely. get mired in the weeds of follow up. And then the same thing on the front end. So we just talked about follow-up, which is after the lead comes in. With lead generation, you can do similar things. So you can use an app like Deal Machine to start to trigger a series of postcards that go out after you find the deal once, but you still have to find the thing. So you still have to, there, there's discipline that's required to go out and find properties and you can't automate that away. So sure. as, as useful as automation is, it's, as only, it's only as good as the discipline of the input that's needed to use the automation. Like you can't just like automatically get leads. You have to work at it and use the technology to help you do it consistently. So cool. deal, deal machine is well, a great tool for that. 
Yeah. And, and I mean, honestly, it's an online offline blend because real estate is yeah. notorious to be an offline type of business model. And it is an offline business model, but then you use the resources and the technology that you can bring online in order to, to automate it. I mean, I've seen the power of it in our business Ian's seen the power of it in his business. I mean, most real estate investors that we do loans for that are doing multiple transactions or involved in lots of deals, they have to have, they, they have to have some sort of uh, automation. And, and again, you know, you, you, you do whatever you do a direct mail piece and that's a kind of a, a proactive approach. Right. And then when somebody's mm -hmm. proactive back to you, right, you're not going to, you know, but potentially just keep, you know, going right after them over and over and over and over and over if, if, if no one's contacting, but then after they contact you all of a sudden, great. Now maybe there's, there's a little, uh, you know, motivation here. Let's figure out, a, figure out a way to do way to do it. And it's just a way to just touch so many people. But, I I think that people that claim they're old school and like, oh, I don't know how technology works. I don't know how websites work. I don't know how the internet works. Well, let me let me tell you, <laughs> the internet, it's a heck of a lot easier to run to run an operation like that. And the, the best part about it is you can still use your old school sales skills to communicate with people, but just communicate right. with the people that want to be communicated with, not mm -hmm. thousands of people. Yeah, exactly. So Dan, so obviously like Investor Fuse blossomed for you, you know, you said, okay, I, you know, I got these pain points in my business. I'm going to start to build it out. What would you say, you know, I know you said that it was inconsistency in income. When you were building out Investor Fuse, what were some of the pain points that you, you know, you extracted and said, this needs to be automated or this needs to be built out to help investors be more successful? You know, because ultimately we're all yeah. representative of this, of this business. So if we go out, we all want to put our best foot, you know, forward. Mm-hmm. Stuff falling through the cracks. Stuff spending all this, people spend all this money on marketing. They focus all their energy on marketing and lead generation. What about closing the leads that you already have? Right. People forget about that. Those are your cheapest yep. lead sources right there, existing leads. And yet until services like InvestorFuse, there really wasn't any attention on that process at all, the sales process. You're making the money on the phone with the sellers. And yet everybody's focusing on freaking like bringless voicemail and fancy ways to like spam people. Really the money is just sitting right in there from the people you've already talked to. So creating a process around that is the, is the most important thing in the follow-up. So if you think about from the moment you get the check at the title company, all the little steps that have to go through and all the little bottlenecks between each of those touch points, those are all areas where people struggle and that is what we've automated away by just making it a login. And these are your action steps for the day. Simplicity. Um, that way you don't really have to worry about, you don't have to remember. Cause I think people rely too much on memory, you know, like who's the hottest deal right now type of type of right. stuff. But the reality is 99% of your deals are going to come from follow-up. Like you're never going to close the, you're never going to close the deal on the first phone call. Um, so, that's where uh, the focus should lie because that's where you're making your money. Yeah, no, I right. the apartment building I'm in is a follow-up phone call is how we landed here. Some of the best deals we've ever done have always been follow-up. And Sorry, Jason, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you know, not that I want to go in a different direction, but it seems like Jason and Dan, you guys have a very consistent message here because I know Jason's a big marketer and Dan, obviously, marketing keeps coming up. Um, it's just mm -hmm. interesting to see how like, it doesn't matter what part of the business you're in that marketing seems to be the most 
key and following up with the leads that you already have because they are the cheapest. I, I find yep. that interesting. Well, yeah. I mean, we're all marketing companies. I mean, that's just every company is a marketing company. Whoever, you know, whoever could acquire the lead the cheapest and the customer the cheapest can, you know, continue to can spend the most to acquire yeah. more and more and more and more clients. And, you know, we, we do training for real estate investors. We do training for other hard money lenders across the country. And it's the same thing on everything. It's like, how do I go raise capital? We'll go. If you have a good deal, the capital will follow. It's that simple. That's the easiest thing to do if you have the right deal. And it's like, oh, I have the right deal. It's like, no, you, you you need tons and tons and tons and tons of deals. It's all marketing, right? Mm -hmm. It's that's that's the name of the game. And but again, that's the front end, the marketing side, and bringing the person on the front end. I mean, the reason why we personally spend like you like Dan was stating, follow ups key and one of the most important thing is, you know, I hate having to spend twenty five dollars on you know uh, you know a, a, an origination or a lead, um, you know, through PPC, right? So. For the most part, it costs us $25 to get an email address. Like that's what our metrics is. And but I've already spent that $25, right? So on the back end, it's email, 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 text, this, personal call, this, this, fulfillment, email, whatever, whatever it is, fulfillment. Exactly. Over and over and over and over. And people forget about that. They think if they talk to a seller and the seller isn't ready to sell right now, and that's a dead lead. Well, guess what? Mm -hmm. That seller may be willing to sell in the future, their neighbor, their friend, their cousin, whatever the case is. That's that's what it is. And by putting these automation tools in place, you can automate this a lot easier than having to, you know, call and remind these people all the time. It's like, hey, by the way, you know, you know, we, we do loans. I mean, I've done loans for people that have been on my email database for 10 plus years. Yeah. And I'm sure, Ian, you bought properties and Dan has probably bought properties for people that you met years ago or you communicated with me years ago. And you know, for the most part, it's free to follow up. It's free to reach out. And it's not just a follow up, but I think you were in kind of uh, stating this earlier, Dan, as well, that people sell multiple properties or they buy multiple properties or they get loans on multiple properties. That's free. <laughs> in order to do a it's repeat free. deal with somebody, um, I got a few questions for you on investor fuse in general. So investor fuse, for the most part, is just tailored towards real estate investors, right? Not real estate agents as well with their follow up, mostly just investors. We have some agents that use it. You can kind of tailor it to be made. It's the same process, right? You're just organizing and communicating with sellers and following up with them. It works for agents too. You just you would just have to go in and edit the fields inside of it, and you could use it. it. But yeah, ninety percent of our client base is investors, and ninety percent are actively doing deals and spending money on marketing. It's two hundred fifty dollar a month piece of software, so we like think of it as marketing insurance. It's it's a way for you to ensure that you're using best practices of follow-up without having to really think or recreate and reinvent the wheel. And it's, and it's, I, I know it's, is it's on the Podio platform? Is no. that accurate? No, no, it's no, not no, no. So platform. We use it was Podio, on the Podio platform. Yeah. And in, in 2016 when we launched, but we used Podio as a way to research what people actually needed so gotcha. that we could eventually build our own platform that we can control and actually build what people wanted. Podio is just a complex project management tool that the entire space has warped into a real estate platform. Um, at this point, people want to get off of it. It's kind of an outdated piece of software now with stuff like Investor Fuse 3, IF3 out. It's just built for real estate investors without all the fluff and extra stuff that Podio has. Um, gotcha. Plus stuff that actually makes you money, like being able to distribute your leads to the right people, to have a really clean uh, KPI dashboard for each team member, B 
being able to go into different virtual markets and having different uh, dashboards for each market, just all these little details like that, that we've thought through in making our own software and in making it on Podio as well. But everything's kind of built on itself from here. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, we, and with investor views, like I think, uh, you know, one of the points you brought up is like following up on your old leads, like Matt Fullerton, you know, he, he, we interviewed him recently. I'm not sure if he's a user of your software, but he steps in and says, Hey, wholesaler, you got a lead that you can't figure out. I'll figure it out. And we'll, we'll make money together. Um, with that being said, like what's something you've seen from, you said you have several hundred users. What, what do you think like one of the most common themes you see throughout uh, all of your real estate investors that are utilizing your platform? Is there one key thing that kind of stands out? Like whether they're all hyper-focused or, Obviously, marketing keeps coming up, but something along those lines. Like, what's the most common thing you see amongst all your users? The most common thing is I've seen them with the most successful users Correct. are that they actually take time to build out their sequences. So the sequences again are the automated drip messages that go out, emails, text messages, bring us voicemails, custom actions to call them or whatever, and uh, eventually we're gonna have direct mail in that. And taking the time to actually make those messages sound like you and make them authentic and add in the person's first name and their address and personalize it and make it relevant to what's going on with the world right now, make it sensitive to the issues that everyone's experiencing. The extent that you actually put your own voice into these automations, one time is all you just need to take an hour to go through and do this will yield you infinitely higher returns in the future. And I think the, that's what the most successful industries users do. Like they actually take the time to use the automations, the technology that we built. And the ones that do do that have long-term thinking mindset, as opposed to the people that don't have time to do this because they're too busy trying to get a deal done. And that I think is actually the fundamental problem is just a question of long-term versus short-term thinking. Short-term thinking is you're too busy to do stuff to make you less busy. Long-term yep. thinking is, let me take a beat here. I'll spend an hour on building this system so that I have 40,000 hours in the future so I don't have to do this again. That right there is the mindset of winning investors, and it's just a question of short-term and long-term thinking. Yeah, one thing that we've always kind of implemented in our business is you got to play offense first before you can play defense. And people don't realize in business what defense means. De defense is actually doing a transaction and going to closing. If you close the day and you get a check, from for a ten thousand dollar wholesale fee, that's not offense. I hate to tell you, that's defense. Mm -hmm. You 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 got that check because you played offense down the road, and you know we got to a point inside our business where we were like ninety percent offense and ten and ten percent defense, and you know that actually isn't enough defense. So you got to determine kind of what's what. Fifty fifty is typically a good thing. One of the reasons that I put in this tagline when we started this why now is the best time if you haven't already to start system, you know, systematizing and automating your business. Obviously, now is the best time to always do everything. But more importantly, I feel like a lot of real estate investors in general, or business people in general are, are home more now. They're less active. Obviously, the economy is starting to open back up and things are changing around. And But I mean, there there is areas in the you know, around here in the Northeast that construction wasn't even essential. Real estate wasn't essential. So they couldn't even operate. But now's mm. a good time to do that. And I, I've talked to a lot of investors, a lot of lenders, a lot of everybody. And they're like, we're relooking at our, our, 
you know, our marketing, we're really looking at our systems, we're really looking at our metrics, and we're trying to figure out ways to put in place. So now's a great time. You got the time. You know as well as I do that it doesn't take a ton of time to set things up. And I think a reason a lot of people don't set things up quickly or they're scared to set things up is what's the what's the what's the word it's they 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 think it's it takes too much work and they get kind of i'm trying to figure out the right word to say this uh overbearing with like what's going on and they're confused about shoot where do i get started i want to do all this this well guess what What do i fix next yeah yeah, what do i exactly what's like they don't know where to go they're overwhelmed with all of this stuff and it's like pick one thing and then move on it's like cool step one you know get investor fuse or a similar product, right? That's step one. <laughs> step, you know, step two is, you know, what happens after someone, you know, fills out a lead and they get it, they're your first autoresponder. Like, and it's tough. And I remember, and, you know, I've pretty much owned every piece of software and technology out there um, and tested things. And that's just what you do at startup phase when you start a business. Like, oh, I don't like this. Um you know, side subject, but like we even created our own similar investor fuse years ago and spent well into the hundred thousand dollar mark to to try oh, to God. put that together, and that was tough. But uh, and I and I created I had three versions. Like I created it <laughs> on on an open source platform, and then didn't give me the flexibility I wanted. Then I did it another way, and I did it another way. And at this point, it's hey, if you're a client of hard money bankers, you have access to it. Like that's just what it is. Like not even <laughs> like, but it's fine. And you know, I we got a lot of we got a lot of value. You know, got value from it, but I think people get overwhelmed. So it's don't worry about going from start to finish. The, the game is never over, ever, mm-hmm. ever, every day. I mean, I go back to campaigns that I've set up, and I'm like, you know what, this isn't really relevant right now. Let's redo it, or let's add this text message. But t- talk a little. Let, let's talk a little bit about that. Your eighty, this eighty twenty mm-hmm. um, setup. Let, let's kind of you know transition into that a little bit. Yeah. Well, as long as to speak on the overwhelm that you were describing, like, what do I do first? Here's the order of business building. One, you have no money, you have some time, you hustle. You hustle for money so that you can invest in systems. You create systems so that you can make more money so that you can hire people. So hustle, systems, people is the trajectory that most people go on. Too many people get stuck in the hustle trap without realizing that systems can free you from that and then people can free you from the systems, um, it's making you the owner of the system instead of the slave to the system. So that's a, a crucial thing to, to do. So first, obviously, is cash. It's like finances are, are the most important thing. So if that's your problem, you need to focus all your energy on getting access to capital or getting those deals closed that you maybe following up with old dead leads so that you can make some cash real quick. And then from there, we do an exercise in the the five-day challenge that we did called the Freedom Focuser. A good way to look at what to systemize first is what do you not enjoy doing that is taking up most of your time? What do you not enjoy doing that's taking up most of your time? And we have people go through this process where you list out all the activities that you do, you rate it in terms of uh, what bucket it falls in, whether you uh, love it and are great at it, you like it, but you're good at it, you hate it, but you're good at it. And then you hate it and you're not good at it. There's four types of activities that you're doing. And you have to kind of ma- like manage your energy throughout all this. So get rid of the stuff that you hate doing, that you're not great at, that's spending most of your time. Generally, that's going to be a good indicator of what you need to automate or outsource first. 
and you just go down that list. Because when you buy that time back and you get that energy back, it's easier to, to start doing the in your business offensive stuff, like you said. Um, but if you get trapped in, in that overwhelm, then it's hard to escape from it. So you have to understand that the long-term approach of building systems makes you infinitely more wealthy in the long run. And it's just a mindset thing. And I know it's for some of you listening to this that are just trying to get your first deal done. This might not like resonate, but trust me, it's gonna, it's gonna resonate. If you're serious about this business and you want to get going, you're going to feel this trap that I'm talking about. And, And I encourage you guys to think about your business as a series of little engines that you just have to build the engine so that it keeps giving you opportunities. If you don't have that engine, then you're going to be the one on the, like on the treadmill every single day running at full speed. And unfortunately, when you're doing that, you're your own limitation. You're the, you're the weakest link and the weakest link is the maximum capacity. Like you can only, you only have 24 hours in the day. So systems are a way to replicate yourself so that you can make even more money with less time. And that's why I I keep harping on this. I don't think it's a conversation that happens enough in the real estate investing business. I think most of the uh, the culture of real estate investing right now is just hustle, 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 hustle. And that's just going to create burnout. And the people, like you said, now is the time to build this. The people that don't do it are just going to get crushed by the people that do, that have this huge brand that they can build. And yeah. that's what I'm worried about. Yep. No, absolutely. And, you know, those, those people are... You know they're gonna they're gonna fly right by you and they're gonna have the upper hand they're gonna have the advantage and you know yep. now's the now now's the time to do it um do you want to mention anything about this 80 20. yeah so we're actually going to do another challenge this is the first time i've mentioned it but probably at the end of june if, if you go to investorfuse.com challenge you can sign up for the wait list and it's it might be paid. The first one was free. It might be paid. I'm, I can't say for sure what the details are, but it's basically five days of content to help you talk through what I'm, what we're sharing on this. Everything from from automation to um, outsourcing to making that next hire, figuring out how to get yourself out of the way of that of the first thing, and just eliminating any feeling of overwhelm that you have. That's what the fire yourself challenge is, is all about. Nice. Um, so yeah, we're doing that and everything is five days of content from a well of like 35 plus hours of content in our academy, which is our high end group of active investors who are all working together to build a self-sustaining business. So it's not just about real estate investing. It's really about entrepreneurship. And nice. that's the, that's the group that we built. Yeah. And, and watching the 80, 20 challenge, you know, I was, I was a part of the Facebook group watching it. You know, uh, I can't say I participated, which I kind of shoot myself in the foot for. But, you know, whether you're a new new investor or a very super experienced investor, there was so much content in there that you could have taken away at any part in your business and be like, in the future, I could utilize this. Or currently, yeah. I've gone through this crap. And, man, why didn't I think of that? You know, some of the stuff you're talking about, I know I've like, this is how this whole start show started. I would, me and Jason would talk every day. Like, yo, how's your day? How's my day? We kind of problem solve each other's business. But just like that. Simple thing, are you talking about wiping off the one thing you hate to do and automate it, whether it's getting an employee, finding technology, whatever it may be. Just like, mm-hmm. remember talking, it, it struck something with me talking to Jason being like, yeah, how did you guys automate? Yeah, I just wrote it up on a whiteboard. That's why they wrote mm-hmm. their whiteboard effect and then they wiped what they didn't want to do off the whiteboard, you know? Um, mm-hmm. 
but either way, you know, that, that was, um, that was just stuff like that, man. Just like little things. And sometimes like Jason can tell me something, but, but we're almost too close. But then to hear from a third party, you know, like I, I think your 80, 20 challenge is good for everybody. Like you said, not just real estate investors, but all entrepreneurs of, Hey man, are you doing too much? Are you really working on your business or are you working in your business? The old E-Myth effect, which we just talked to Jesse's fund about recently. Um, he said that book recently, he, the first time he read it and it really changed his, uh, business and trajectory and his mindset, you know? Yeah. It's just, unfortunately no one's ever broken it down for real estate investors. Right. Exactly. Like everybody talks about, you got to systemize your business. You got to delegate stuff. Everybody just like drops that, but they don't back it up with like how to. And right. that's, that's what we had to go and build. So that's what the fire self challenges. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. No, I think that's super benefit. I think that's super beneficial. I know there's, you know, it's, it's funny, you know, when, when, uh, Russell Brunson did his one funnel away challenge, you know, and, mm. you know, I was, I was early on in Russell's mastermind years ago when he started at pre-click funnels and, you know, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the stuff that, uh, he talks about, I, I follow, um, I think a lot of us follow because Thanks. it's very, re it's very relevant, yeah. um, in, in, in general, um, but I love, I love, we, and we thought about doing some sort of challenge as well because of it. And I, I love the challenge because it's cool. Just focus on this for five days or seven days or yep. 10 days or 30 days. And like, you will be successful. Like there's no way for you not to be. And there's a huge community around you to help you. And, you know, it's real, real estate investing in general is just, it's just a funky business model because like we said earlier, there's a typically a low end, you know, low barrier to entry to get in um, to begin with compared to other other types of businesses and you can go in so many directions. You can wholesale, you can lend, you can flip, you can own rentals, you can do whatever. Like there's, you can be in the software side of it. There's so many different sides. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I guess, and we can kind of leave with, you know, some, some advice um, from you as well. But I, I've always say when people ask me, like, I don't know where to get started. It's like, write down first, what the heck you want to do. And number two, what yeah. type of resources you have to do them with. If you have no money, Guess what? You're not flipping a house. You're not buying a rental property. It's that simple. You you got to find a you got to figure out what your resources are. Like, if you want me to tell you what I think is the best thing to do to, to do, like, it, what what's good for me is not good for you. Who gives me private capital is not going to give you private capital. Where I find deals are different from where you find deals. Like, the best place to probably find deals is probably go door knock a freaking neighborhood until you're blue in the face. But I'm not comfortable do, doing that. Is someone else comfortable doing that? Maybe. Um, like just go out there and, and talk to people. So it's figuring out, mm -hmm. you know, what you're willing to do and what resources you're, I like personally, I suck at investing in real estate. I own 20 rental properties. I flipped a lot of houses over the years, but I'm not good at, at real estate. My passion and what I'm good at is the financing side and, um, you know, raising capital to invest in, in these deals and using our own capital to invest in these deals. That's what I like doing. That's what I'm passionate about. And that's different from you and, and, and for both of you. So I think so many people forget that. And they're just like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. It's like, why do you want to do that? And yep. they don't typically know the answer. <laughs> no, that's key. I mean, the phase one of systemizing your business is goal setting. It's like setting the GPS, right? Like, where do you where do you want to go? Like, why are we doing this? Are we just hustling for the sake of hustling and just to kill time? Are we just making money just to make a, a vague, um, abstract amount of money? Like, how much money? Uh, break it down. Like what, what does that mean on an execution basis? How many offers do I have to make per month, per week, right. per day? Who's going to be responsible for that? It's just a matter of taking the time to like get clear on, on what you want. And 
Um, how much do you need? Start with there. Uh, you probably don't need a million dollars a month right now. 10, 10, 15 K a month probably is good. Start, start with there. Cause when you build systems to achieve that consistently, you've unlocked the keys to, to build wealth and actually make a million dollars a month eventually. So sure. it's just, you have to think, think of things progressively like that. And, uh, setting clear goals, financial targets is, is huge. Like, um, milestones are essential. Yeah, exactly. And, and also I'll also speak to the idea that some people might be feeling like I don't have time to build systems or use automation, or I'm too new in this business for it to make sense. You can systemize anything. You can systemize anything. Look at businesses like the insurance industry, for instance, systemized airline industry, systemized, and then put it into put it into perspective. All you're doing is talking to sellers and putting them under contract. To think that that can't be systemized or that it's too complicated to systemize is just a is just a limiting belief. Also, if you're totally new and you're just hustling for that first deal, how can you create a process for yourself, a guideline each day that you can wake up to? to ensure that you can hit the goals to get that first deal. Everything can be systemized, even if you're brand new. And the that mindset is critical. Systems will set you free. Agreed, agreed. Ian, any last thoughts? Um, uh, and thought. we'll keep, go ahead. I think you're frozen. <laughs> yeah, yes. what, 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 one, one question Ian likes to ask everybody before we, before we wrap up. Um, is what's a recent book that you've read that you've really enjoyed that you've got value from? Um, um, it could be a, fra a favorite book. Yeah, so the book I'm reading right now is called Happy Pocket Full of Money, which is, yeah, I think that's what it's called. Happy Pocket Full of Money. It is a book about wealth and abundance, the mindset of building wealth. And it gets a little bit, it's, it's kind of like thinking grow rich, but a modernized yep. version that incorporates stuff like quantum mechanics and quantum physics. It, but it's not, it's actually like accessible. Like they explain stuff um, very well. And um, it isn't too woo woo or religious or too spiritual. It's just a practical guide how to think about how to uh, uh, attract wealth. And uh, it's, a, it's a good book to read in the morning just to kind of pump you up, to get your mind right, and uh, to program your subconscious to do stuff that will bring you wealth instead of do stuff that will forever limit your ability to make money. So that's what, no, that's what I recommend. Yeah. That's, that's new to me. I got I to gotta check it out. Um, obviously, cool. I'd love to continue to geek out on systems and automation and technology and the rest of this stuff. Cause it's definitely something that my business partner, Chris and I inside our business geek out on every single day of like, Oh, we should do this. We should do this. We should do this. But, uh, yeah. but definitely some good insight. And I think it was very relevant for everybody. And also listen, the stuff we talked about wasn't very advanced. I mean, this is stuff that can get put in place very, very, very quickly. Um, you know, for, for any real estate investor. So Dan, thanks again. What, why don't you give everybody, you know, the a good way to kind of either get a hold of you or investor fees information, you know, if anyone wants to reach out in the future. Yeah. If anyone wants to talk to me specifically, I have a 
uh, URL. If you go to claritywithdan.com, you can basically book calls. Uh, you have to pay for it. It's on a website called clarity.fm. But you can basically pay by the minute and just ask whatever specific questions you have and I'll get you some clarity around it. So just go to claritywithdan.com if you want to speak to me directly. Otherwise, nice. go to investorfuse.com slash challenge and get on the wait list for any upcoming fire yourself challenge that we do. Nice. No, I'm sure that's great. Ian, looks like you're unfrozen. Anything else you want to add? <laughs> no. Nope. Dan, this is like the, the third time that Ian has been in this in this new multifamily property. And let's just say the tech has been consistent all around. That closet <laughs> is just a hot, there's no signal in there, dead zone. But all good. <laughs> and some of his frozen faces are funny. Was, yeah, that was really good. All right, Dan. I appreciate it. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Take care. Thanks. Ian's going to stay frozen. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, there was a few quick comments that I'm just going to answer real quick. Uh, Brian, I think you're struggling with trying to find um, somebody to fund your multifamily projects. Um, uh, if you want to reach out to me, I'm happy to. You're probably referring to maybe some institutional back lenders that might not have an appetite for it, but and I think any private lender would be interested. You can email me at jason at hardmoneybankers.com. I'm just starting. Uh, I found a deal. One's done. This will be my first flip. I'm eligible for a hard money loan. Sure. Feel free to reach out. Jason at hardmoneybankers.com. Oh, there's Ian. Ian, you're back. I got two minutes before I got to hop offline. You want to do a real quick recap of what you enjoyed? I enjoyed that I got to eat my lunch while I was restarting my damn computer. Um, no, man, just Dan, <clears throat> it's just interesting how his mindset went to, I need to automate, I need to automate, I need to automate, I need to get my business right, I'm not making consistent income, where's my pain points? Oh my God, all these other investors are having this pain point. Real estate is an industry where you can feel very lonely, and it's just interesting how he brought the community about, and now it's found a way to monetize it, you know? Um, I really enjoy the conversation, and I think there's a lot more high-level stuff that we need to really peel some layers back on him that I think uh, would be really powerful for a lot of people. Yep. Now I understand we kept it somewhat ba somewhat basic for the purpose of this podcast. And yeah, real estate is ancient. And we were hoping that a lot of this epidemic would actually take this into 2020 related to, you know, this offline business model where, you know, hopefully now a lot of the court systems can do everything automated and, and with digital signatures and, you know, the, the, the bigger banks will appro will approve e-signatures and virtual or online notaries. And they're getting that way. And, you know, the automation and the systems are just one way to bring this offline business into kind of an online, online movement. And it, it all kind of, it all kind of works. And, you know, let me tell you, I mean, you've, you've been in my office, uh, you haven't seen our storage, our storage bin, but you've seen our office, like I've got 3000, loan files sitting there you think that's necessary to have three thousand past loan closing files sitting in an office and like we don't even do that many transactions compared to you know large banks and stuff like that like you know we but we need you got to keep originals and some of that stuff so in general this is a good kind of focus that anyone can kind of hop in on right now start figuring out ways to automate your business uh if you need any advice you need any help reach out to myself jason at hard money bankers and at equitywarehouse.com i mean this is personally, it's a habit for me to create systems. And the reason it is because it's just something that I look, I work on every day and I think about it and I daydream every day. So 
it's very second nature to me. And I know a lot of people have a hard time thinking about it and have a hard time uh, wrapping their brains around it. But after you wrap your brain around it and you put it into your, your kind of daily regime, it makes it easy. So, all right, everyone, we appreciate it. Have a good rest of your Tuesday. And Ian and I will be hopping on here um, in, the next day, in the next day or so. And uh, we'll go from there. All right, brother. See you. All right, man. All right, thanks. Thanks for tuning in to the Real Estate Reserve Podcast. Do us a favor and like, comment, and share our broadcast. It helps the algorithm and helps us spread the word too. Till next time, thank you. For-